1: Cleopatra was born closer to the opening of the first Pizza Hut than she was born to the building of the Pyramid.
2: Yeah, she's from the Ptolemaic dynasty well, as well. Uh, she's like from like uh, like. I could just mean Pizza Hut.
0: Could just mean Pizza Hut's really old. So I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> that's that's the classic the Pizza Hut bias. Pizza <laughs> hut. Yeah. Fair, uh,
2: fair, yeah, yeah. That, that once you once you build the first Pizza Hut, you start seeing them everywhere, right? Like,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the internet's number one fake history podcast. I'm your host, and this is the Lore Boys. Um, with me, of course, as always, is uh, James and Peter. Hi, James Hi. and Peter. Uh, uh, you got to introduce uh, yourself, too, Mr. Host. Did I not say Ethan Palmer? I just said I'm your host. Yeah. I'm your host, Mr. Host Host. The body so, of Christ, in person. host is host <laughs> who hosts the most hosts. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're talking uh, Elder Scrolls 6. Hot Goss. Uh, this is not a lore episode, this is a gossip episode because All right. uh as you can tell from the subtitle, this is uh about the Hammerfell region. XOXO oh, cool. lore boys. Which is
2: where we assume Six takes place, correct?
1: Which okay. is which is the leading theory on where Six takes place. So, from the trailer uh,
0: we got like years ago at this point,
1: right? Uh, so it's it's not from the trailer, it's from one tweet is why we think the camera fell. Uh, and the trailer might support it, might not. People did see the trailer and were thinking hammer fell, but we got one other piece of info which is I will say more convincing, I guess. Was the
0: supporting evidence just a tweet of a a video of a hammer falling?
1: Yeah, okay. So that's <laughs> a great guess and we'll get into why that's a great guess when we get into the actual lore. Okay. Um before we get to all that stuff, uh a little bit of housekeeping I guess uh i don't know if we have any new patrons peter but we do have a patreon patreon.com slash the lore boys we do have two new patrons actually with the show financially and get a shout out at the top of the episode by our our great co-host peter o'donohue over here hi uh
2: welcome to absolutely fantastic names um I want to add a tier, or I just want to add a rule: to unless your name isn't rad, you don't support us. I don't. Okay. I don't know what it
1: is, but all our patrons have very cool names. Yeah, I
2: dude. Uh, I like. I hope you're uh, a DJ or a pimp, uh, Keegan Diamond, as, oh, <laughs> and then also another one, Yoni Davis, uh, which is like uh, okay. just another fantastic name. But yeah, wow. thank you both.
0: Yeah, Keegan patron- Diamond makes me think that you can make like a, a diamond in your butt because it sounds like
1: kegel. Kegel Diamond. <laughs> Thank you to Kegel Diamond, new patron. Kegel Diamonds. <laughs> Thank you to to Keegan Kegel Diamond, new patron, and former patron now. Uh... <laughs> that does sound like a product that like Gweneth Paltro would
2: sell on Goop, though.
1: Yeah, the Kegel Diamond. The yeah. Kegel Diamond, yeah. Because
2: yeah, yeah. I know she does sell like some kind of egg that you're supposed to like hold in your pussy to make your like yeah. abdominal muscles stronger Down. so that's the next one uh she's got the jade egg and
1: now we're gonna have hey. the kegel diamond and keegan diamond you have to tell us if you're gwyneth paltrow Legal speaking, you <laughs> yeah whatever whoever he is, is he sounds very
0: tight but I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan yeah. <laughs> we're,
1: we're we're there for that yeah um Jesus. Freddy, Freddy new <laughs> listeners to the show uh coming here for some good old Elder Scrolls lore. We do have more of the stuff. You don't need to listen to those episodes before you listen to this episode, though some of them might be informative. Um, That said, they should all be linked in the description below if you're uh, keen on hearing about it. Um, If you like Elder Scrolls lore, I guess, which we all do. We've talked about it before, but I guess we can start the episode talking about it again. Um, Our kind of experiences, I, I started my elder scrolls love with oblivion and then played skyrim and i'm a huge fan of the quote unquote series but i've played two of the games essentially uh which i think jamie has a similar ish level of experience yeah
0: i watched you play oblivion at the farm and i've played skyrim a lot so that's it yeah uh,
1: yeah
2: yeah i played oblivion which is the fourth and then i went backwards and played morrowind which i still think is my favorite uh Head and shoulders, personally. Uh, even though it uh, the gameplay is
1: very difficult to recommend to, like, people with eyes. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, I, and I, then... I recently bought Morrowind. Uh, I say recently, probably, like, in the last year or something. Um, you modded but it. But I've I never played it because I'm, like, too scared of the shitty role system, and I, I tried to get mods for it, but it was just, like, a huge pain to get a bunch of them working, and the mod community for Morrowind's, like, Pretty dead, except it's for, a twenty-year-old game. So yeah, <laughs> except for horny mods, there's still regularly every day there's a new like big big booby Argonian <laughs> mod released. You know, new textures on Argonian nipples is released oh every God. single day. But <laughs> none of the, so you have to you have to sort through so much like <laughs> NSFW mods just to get to like make gameplay not terrible. Is it yeah. just
2: like one sweaty dude who's like? Like
1: so overwork.
0: Like yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: So you don't need to mod it for the roll system because the skill level zero to hundred is your chance to hit. So if you just use a console like player.set skill sword one hundred, you will skip the roll the the roll chance. Okay, okay. So you don't that's need good. to mod you don't need to mod your hit chance. You can if you're gonna cheat, you can just open the console, basically, to 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 set it. Okay. Um I That's keep- how I would uh, that's how I would grind out my Um, armor stats in Morrowind is I would like player.set health 1 million, aggro a bunch of enemies and then like leave my house (laughs) and just have have them hit me constantly. And then when I got home, I'd, I'd level up. And I definitely told this story before, but to max out sneak, I went into like a mine early in the game. And then there's no toggle. There's no like crouch toggle in Morrowind. So I weighed down the control button with a tape measure and I went to a party. And I was just sneaking behind a guy, and then my skill was increasing. While I was like idling, basically, and leveling up my sneak skill. And that's 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 an easy way to get early levels uh, in the game is to
1: just cheese the very rudimentary AI. You Um, you can do the same in Oblivion, but there is an auto run. It was uh, I played on Xbox originally, and it was click the click the left joystick was auto run for like the athletic Um, skill, or or the sneak skill. You could just like point your character into a corner, like sneak into a shop, point your character into a corner, and like the NPCs like. Some NPCs just, like, would never move to see you, but yeah. they'd always be, like, near enough that you're generating experience, and you just, like, leave your controller. Nice. Uh, yeah. You definitely have told that story before, and that 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 very much is, like, old-school exploits, uh, and I'm sure the last time you told the story, I told the story about playing, like, The Sims 1. Uh, I would leave, you know, you enter the Rosebud uh, cheat code, which gives you, generates money, but it's, like, a 1,000 simoleons at a time, and you just have to, like, hold the enter key. <laughs> so I would leave a CD on the cor- on my corner enter key, like on the old keyboards.
2: The numpad, keyboards, pad, right? I have
1: the numpad enter on the very yeah. right bottom corner or whatever. And just leave that. And then just like go downstairs and watch a movie and then come back up and, and have so many simoleons that the entire computer would lag. Like, <laughs> like, <you> could, like <laughs> everything sure, on the yeah. computer would be, be operating so slow. Right?
0: I want to tell the <laughs> story about me and my stepbrother doing that with Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but I'm sure I did the last time. We're just a yeah. bunch of old folks telling the same story. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah uh um, with the console thing i wanted to just say something real quick i it happened to me this week in uh, new vegas i opened the console by accident i didn't know it was the tilde key so i'm okay. like where the fuck so i'm like trying to press all the buttons and then i'm like okay well maybe i, I could just use a console command to get out of the console right so i type mm-hmm. exit the whole game just closes I'm like fuck <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. that's so funny uh, yeah um
2: Elder Scrolls 1 and 2 are also free and have been for years. I've played both of those. And then uh, all of them, including the weird spin off Red Guard, are all in yeah. Game Pass. So I played 1, yeah. 2, 3, 4, 5, um, and I've only finished 3, 4, 5. Because, like I was saying before the show, uh, Daggerfall is too hard. I could not get out of the dungeon. And Arena Whoa. is too old. I, I just can't do it. I just realized is there a location for all uh, tools that are falling?
0: Like you got hammer fall, we got dagger fall. Dagger fall. We got, <laughs> do we got like fork <laughs> fall, yeah. spoon fall? Yeah. Uh, fork um, fall, screwdriver fall. Yeah. Got, uh, it's hammer fell, fall.
2: isn't it? It's past it's tense. Oh,
0: so yeah. Yeah. Spoon will fall.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, hammer fell, uh, responding to your assertion that it, it's all from that six second trailer at. Uh, E3 2019, I, I think, 2018, maybe. Their preemptive uh, apology for Fallout 76 trailer, yeah. you mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, Hammerfell, as the setting for Elder Scrolls 6, is mostly based on the, the idea that it is going to be the setting, is mostly based on a single tweet, uh, which came out on New Year's Eve 2020, where the At Elder Scrolls account tweeted a picture of the map of Skyrim panned to the southwest, so where the Hammerfall region kind of is, uh, with a candle over the region of Hammerfell and the text, Transcribe the past and map the future, so look okay. essentially, it's like two thirds of Skyrim, and then the only other region that you can see is Hammerfell, and there's like a candle on the map on the Hammerfell region,
3: okay, so
1: cool. not much to go on, but it'd be like a really like hey, hey gotcha kind of tweet if <laughs> it wasn't in Hammerfell it'd be like, why why the fuck did you tweet this this one specific picture? I guess I have been hammerful. Cool. I think in ESO, I think you can visit it a little bit. You, you can go. You can go so many. I was like, obviously doing the research today. Like, yeah, there's so many places that exist in games only in ESO. Yeah, uh, like we're gonna talk about, um, or some or, or-, 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 or- the, Elder Scrolls the, Online, the MMO. If anyone's in, unfamiliar, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I've always yeah.
0: wanted
2: to play it. But I know. I, I like in my heart of hearts. I know I wouldn't like it, but yeah. like the fact that there's so much map. And they just had uh, their Hammer most Day. recent season or expansion is like uh, is a Breton based one. The Bretons being the mm-hmm. race native to Hammerfell. Hiro.
0: Dude, I loved yeah, it. I would play with two friends and we would just hop on PS4 and run dungeons together. Do like the huge map PvP. Like save up all these parts, build a catapult, and like storm this fucking dungeon and stuff. And like, That's dope. P- yeah, I. It, there's a lot of cool stuff in ESO, but you have to be okay with MMO stuff. And yeah, they are kind of like a little bit of scummy on the MMO side, like, you can't... Your horse can't run as fast as other people unless you have the paid subscription, and, like, because you have to give, like... What?! Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, which is, like, okay, I get it. Like, other MMOs have whole-ass subscriptions, and you don't, and you can just play, but you do have to buy the game at, like, $80 at the beginning or whatever it was yeah. back then, so... It's, um, yeah, not but buying the
1: game past. at $80 doesn't sustain an MMO like you can't release regular content updates which an MMO needs to stay alive you can't release regular content updates with a one time purchase so like I think there
0: might be a way around the horse thing but it takes like months like once per week you could get a carrot that increases your speed by like one and a half percent or you could just like (laughs) pay the six dollars and then just be the fastest right away kind of thing yeah, yeah. again I
1: like jamie you say you like eso yeah. Elder Scrolls online I'm, I'm fine with anybody who does like peter i'm like i, I know i won't <laughs> you know yeah, like, I yeah. Just, yeah i know it'll be too grindy it'll be too much an mmo i won't have the time i won't put the time into it so like why Lots am i more gonna get ju- it? Ju- juicy the uh, morsels of lore in there though yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and yeah. i mean yeah i i've enjoyed it was really cool to see like um orsinium uh obviously looking it up uh you see pictures it is a, a location in uh ESO right where it's it's you know destroyed in the Elder Scrolls lore and you we never really go you go to High Rock in uh, Daggerfall obviously because Daggerfall is in High Rock um but you never really go to see the the capital quote-unquote city of the, the orcs um right yeah which we'll get to. I, I, I kind of wanted to play Guild Wars too as well because they gave
2: that away for free. And 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 after I kind of ran out of Warframe content, I just wanted a time sync. And a, my, like, I, might like I dated a girl who fucking loved Guild Wars. I couldn't and get it. I was it. always kind of always kind of tempted, but yeah. I mean, I didn't install yeah. it. I was just like, damn, I really need I really need a time sync here right now. <laughs> and it uh, <laughs> just <laughs> never pulled the trigger. Yeah. But they gave it away for free, so I have it on Steam, and just like haven't looked into it yet. I don't know why, but I really about about
0: to write off of it. I love yeah. like I love MMOs, but Guild Wars 2 I can get into, and I've watched a lot yeah. of play gameplay. It looks fine, but
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah. I mean, I've yeah, I went through a period where I, I tried a few. Um, but anyway, we're we're not talking about this. Is the MMO podcast? This right? is the ESO. The, I mean yes, just yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, podcast. So, um, so I guess to start, uh, we're going to talk about the history. We're going to talk about the first era and the second era primarily. Um, if you guys want to hear about the 3rd and 4th eras in Hammerfell uh, let us know, you can join the Discord let me know there, or you can tweet at us or uh, DM us on, on Twitter at uh, Loreboys if you guys are interested and uh, I'll, I'll look at doing a, a part 3 and a part 4 I, I found uh, not a part 3 and a part 4, excuse me a 3rd or 4th era episode, so a part <laughs> 2 between those two uh, I, reading through the timeline, a lot of it seems like like it's more modern history in the game so a lot of it is like sourced from in-game books like a lot of elder scrolls lore is yeah whereas most of i'm going to say 95 percent of what we're going to talk about today is from uh two books the pocket guide to the empire uh first edition and third edition uh okay. the first edition was released with daggerfall it's, it was like a physical book that was released with daggerfall Whoa. the oh, oh third edition was released with oblivion uh again a physical a physical book that was released with oblivion uh that said there is there seems to be no second edition like it seems like that it's they reference a second edition at time but there seems to be no existing second edition which we are the second edition we are we are the second edition (laughs) um yeah so most most of this content comes from from those books, which is like really fleshed out. Whereas a lot of the third and fourth era stuff comes from in-game books, which aren't super fleshed out. There's a ton of them and there's a ton of lore you can get, kind of like uh, Dark Souls lore, where it's like you can piece together a larger story based on these disparate pieces of information rather right. than one concentrated yeah. info dump. Okay. But what that ends up with, with the third and fourth era that I found was it's a lot of like, this battle took place on this date and this battle took place on this date. And then this oh, person okay. was born on this date, you know, Good. um, so I, I, I think the uh, first and second age are, are the more interesting ones. But if you guys, again, want to hear more uh, about Hammerfall specifically, then uh, crunch at us on uh, on Discord or Twitter. If you love birthdays, we'll, we'll tell you about them. Sure, True. <laughs> sure. yeah. If you, if you want to hear birthdays and, and death days when battles take place. Then when then, was uh, Uriel Earthfall. born? Uriel Septim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Truthfully, I'm not sure. Uh, so... To start, before we get into the first era, we'll talk about, I guess, what Hammerfell. What the fuck Hammerfell is for fans of the series who don't really know. So, um, Skyrim or, or Skyrim cold, Hammerfell hot. Yeah, I mean they share a border, right? Like they <laughs> they, which is like, funny. It, it's funny when you think about Hammerfell. Um, being located situated where it is on on a map of tamriel because it's clearly that like latitude lines just don't exist in, in oh, yeah. tamriel right like yeah, that's yeah. not how climate works there which is f- fine and fair it's a fantasy world maybe it's not a sphere maybe it is actually a flat earth and do we have for, like do we have any like
0: but, deserts that like neighbor like frosty temp like
2: is there like a desert a cold there's desert a,
1: there's a desert in british columbia dude in canada Really? Like yeah, there's the Alberta yeah.
2: Badlands. It's because the Rocky Mountains trap a lot of moisture, I think.
1: So yeah. there's the desert- climate... yeah Rocky deserts Mountains are actually up. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a desert, I mean the the world's largest desert is Antarctica, right? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's it's a measure of dryness, not temperature at all. A, yeah. yeah. Typically, you know the the typical desert, typical deserts, am I right? Um, <laughs> Are typically warm and i think it's probably something to do with hot make water evaporate yeah uh, but i don't know that for another weird thing about
0: between uh like dryness and temperature did you know when you're like touching water you're not feeling the wet you're like feeling the temperature difference from your skin so it's like feels like cold
1: do we have to get into it is water wet discussion? <laughs> <I didn't>... <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i after. meant but...
2: <laughs> anyways yeah Okay. Yeah. I mean it would depend on the mountain line so like a, a changing climate would make sense because I'm looking at a map of Nern right now Um, the thing with High Rock is it's like super fucking coastal like most of the province appears to be
1: well, it's like a peninsula is, is High Rock yeah right?
2: exactly like mo- most of the province yeah sorry Hammerfell and High Rock I got, I got mixed up there uh, earlier but like High Rock is, is like mostly coastline so it would probably be quite humid um in comparison but it is like yeah like parallel with Skyrim which is a icy wasteland right, right. so And, and yeah. Hammerfell like I just said it was hot but it is like straight up desert area
1: right like
2: it's the so, it's the Elder Scrolls version of not quite North Africa I think it's like Algeria and Morocco
1: Yeah we'll we'll talk about it a bit it does have a couple okay. of different biomes which we'll get into so uh, first off, it's inhabited by Red Guards, which is a playable race. Or, or uh, When you're doing your character creation in the Elder Scrolls games, you can play as, as a Red Guard. They're a race of humans who who hail from a different continent. They don't hail from Tamriel. They hail from the continent known, known as Yokuda, okay. also known as the Lost Continent. Uh, Red Guards are considered fierce warriors with a hardy physique. They're natural-born warriors whose name comes from a corruption of the Yokuden term Ragada, meaning warrior wave. Oh. So, I thought red
0: guard uh, came from uh, all the sunscreen that they
1: needed in Hammerfell. They guard the they guard the red of yeah. the red sun. Yeah. They they're the black race though. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah.
2: Yeah. oh yeah. The Redguards are. That makes sense. I guess, that's why they're the North African guy. It's yeah. like the North African country basically, right? Yeah. They're
1: they're they're um def, definitely African in design, I guess. Yeah. Um uh actually i have a, i have a paragraph here I'll, I'll skip one to go to that so they they're black um michael kirkbride who worked on writing lore design from daggerfall through oblivion including the action adventure game the elder scrolls colon or the elder scrolls adventures colon redguard uh claims he was inspired by the black panthers when creating the redguards or writing about the redguards and the idea of black imperialism which makes me think he didn't know the black panthers very well because they were <laughs> explicitly anti-imperialist and like they like heavily protested the vietnam war and uh he may
2: have been more inspired by like that like the richest king in history who was like some sort of north african king who had like all the gold somewhere Uh, right uh
1: yeah he's he's one of the leaders in uh div i think um yeah trying to trying to remember his name um but yeah like adjusted for inflation he's like by far like 400 trillion dollars or something like that (laughs) worth worth everything um but, yeah, so... Monsa, just, Monsa Musa. Monsa Musa, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also a periphery song, which is good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so just very much like a white guy writing black characters in in the 90s, right? Like, just like, yeah, I was inspired by the Black Panthers. What if they were just like white people? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. I don't know why you went that way with it, but sure. I uh, mean...
2: Uh, at least he put black people in. Looking at you, Tolkien. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. no. Maybe he was more inspired by Wakanda, which is like a weird isolationist kingdom. From yeah, Black Panther, uh, right? Yeah, I'm. Um, um, could be. Could
1: be. Who knows? Um, If yeah. you're out there, dude, and you, you you wrote the lore behind this, crunch at us. Crunch at us. Uh, so the Red Guard or Yokoden culture is pretty martial. Uh, not everyone, or everyone, not just the men, but the women and children too. Uh, is schooled in fisticuffs from a young age. So uh, <laughs> basically part of gym, part of PE is uh, is fencing, I guess. Okay, cool.
0: If if the kids were wearing pads and stuff, that'd be fun to watch. Like as long as I know there's no kids getting hurt, watching two kids just trying to knock each other on the ass is pretty funny. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're so, they have no equilibrium. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta love watching a kid fall down every now and then. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, so, little things. small joys uh so it might be hard on people to to live your whole life being kind of having that that training combat doctrine drilled into you uh but it has led to hammerfell never being conquered by an invading force uh since the yokudans arrived with with like never being conquered there's an asterisk there which we'll get get to later until Uh, uh, except the first time (laughs) <laughs> yeah pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah uh and then like why it never happened after that we'll, we'll get into a bit later okay on. uh but there were people who tried you know tyber septum tried the altemary dominion tried uh well, we'll what about, about all these demons and angels we have in this world too couldn't they try? oblivion
2: definitely tried
1: yeah, yeah. oblivion would have tried oblivion technically tried everywhere though so yeah they, they failed everywhere uh and they concentrated on Cyril because they wanted to get martin septum yeah mm-hmm. um which they did in the end i guess but also failed in the other stuff. Uh, so the Red Guards, uh, hailing from that distant continent, uh, bring their own religion to the table. They worship the Yokudan pantheon instead of the traditional gods of Tamriel. Though the there Nine are. Divines.
2: Sorry? Yeah. The exactly. Nine Divines is a tra- traditional one, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, though there are plenty of parallels. Um, so the Sakatal, Sek- for example, is the Yokudan god of everything. Uh, he merges the concepts of anu and padame uh the two executive gods who created the beings like anuiel and sith so the, right, those okay. are listen to our i think very first ever elder scrolls episode the creation myth yeah i talk a lot about anu and padame and it's the forces of light and dark in the universe um that was Sakatall, recorded
2: in my apartment how long ago was till, that holy for sure Buck buck I don't know if we year. had
1: three mics at the time. We might have still been rocking two mics, but I think <laughs> yeah. we had three at the time.
2: Hey, yeah. look, if you're going to go back and play old Elder Scrolls games, which you should, uh, I, uh, there's a warning. It's just like, hey, the quality might not be what you're used to. Same if you're going to listen to I one of our old episodes. If, yeah. We need the modding community to step up to fix our old yeah.
1: episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, give yeah. Me, and give me massive boobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a
2: big, there's just one guy that keeps releasing like every six months. It's a big titty Ethan mod, and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, not compl-
1: I'm not complaining, but I don't know why. Um, <laughs> So Sokotol uh, also mimics uh, the very well-known in popular culture Alduin world leader. Oh, Sakatal yes. um, is said to devour the world at the end of time before birthing it anew and restarting the cycle, which is a pretty common uh, concept in Elder Scrolls mythos. Uh, especially, It's with the Alduin plot
2: and... of Skyrim is to stop that from happening, right?
1: Yeah. You know, like it, it's happened forever, for all eternity, and will will still happen. Me- you don't stop it from happening; you delay it from happening. Yeah, right? yeah, if I not, I love that happening. ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kick the can down the road is is yeah. the, the, the uh, moral of Skyrim, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
2: So in Skyrim. In Skyrim, you basically just play Al Gore, and the entire thing is like fantasy inconvenient truth. It's just like I don't know, I don't fix anything, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe, yeah. maybe delayed it a bit. Don't
0: you go yeah. back in time and then realize that. You you are like they just kicked the can to you basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's where you get the the shout that you need to make dragons land. I think right to the ground. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, It's uh, it's you go back in time to confront a
2: previous Al Gore who had a (laughs) different the the exact same warning. Oh man! (laughs) And then when you do
0: the dragon, I remember I was playing in VR and you have to go up into like there's a balcony area uh in one of the like thanes back the back of their castle or whatever yeah, yeah.
1: in uh in yarl uh white run baldroof yeah yeah, Baldruf. yeah and
0: i had to call down uh, a dragon that's flying by and for whatever reason he like came down and he grabbed a dude and like flipped him into the air and in vr i just saw the guy next to me like whoo, 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 like going flying <laughs> into the air and then come down and smash and
1: it was so funny <laughs> amazing uh, um so yeah, if you if you want to hear more about, I guess the the gods specifically, we have a, an episode on them. But just know that the red guards they they worship their own pantheon. It's not a one to one. There is some crossover, but they do seem to have a unique system of of worship. Uh, a lot gods, of classical gods. mythology has that. Like, there's a lot yeah. of parallels between Christianity and Egypt and Greek and
2: Roman, and just despite the like some differences between all of them, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a I have a. Um book on the con it's like all the constellations or, or a lot of the more popular constellations and it, it tells you the classic uh like myths that are tied to those constellations cool okay yeah. um and there's one that uh that talks about in iraq uh in ancient iraq like mesopotamia basically um there was this myth of uh the gods were hanging out in the city and uh they knew they decided to epically prank the mortals. And bring a, a massive flood, but one of the gods like liked one of the mortals and tipped him off, and so he built a big ark and like brought everybody from the city onto the ark. And it's like, okay, oh, yeah, this sounds like a fucking yeah. familiar story, huh? But like yeah. total, totally unique to Christianity. I like I when bet.
0: they modded the the stars to have the big titty Ethan, the big nipper. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I was Are gonna you... say, I was like, I like the big titty Noah mod, but that's a better
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a big titty Noah as uh episode art this week? huh Pete, all righty, with a bunch of big titty animals, big <laughs> titty giraffe. Big I don't titty
0: think we have like, any big titty hogs. things, so that we need at least one for the emotes, right? We need a booba. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, yeah but like, yeah. it's because when I drew, I when I draw like some of the female characters like leliana and whatnot from like magic primarily is i try to be respectful of course where are her organs you
1: appreciate it but you don't have to be respectful with noah dude yeah you're right (laughs) the guy lived over a thousand years like he's he's seen he's seen it all am i right (laughs) um so anyway Hammerfell itself ranges from tropical to arid uh and features a wide range of minecraft biomes like jungle desert mountain grassland uh one of the most notable locations that Jamie called out, in Hammerfell uh, is the desert, known as the Alakir Desert. Uh, It takes up a huge swath of the country's western edge and is one of the most hostile and inhospitable places in all of Tamriel. I posted a picture in the boys. It looks fucking badass. There's
0: there's like castles and like big uh, swooping rock arches and vultures and people uh, wearing like stuff
2: over their heads to protect themselves from the sun on horses and yeah Yeah. i love like arab fantasy i love that style i love Mm -hmm. the i love the headgear like uh the the red guards in skyrim you often see them wearing it's not a turban but it's like the white hood with the black belt around the top there yeah Yeah. love that shit yeah
1: yeah exactly like style like like you called out peter it's it's very north african like very sahara yeah very like Mm -hmm. these people who are are driven to um Surviving in the desert, right? They call all the white guys my friend, obviously, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we could dive into the history. So the furthest point of Hammerfell at the end of the Alakir Desert was originally known as Helgoth or Deathlands for its unforgiving climate and also, once upon a time, the variety of deadly monsters known to wander the waste. So at the, at the start of time, basically nobody lived there other than than monsters and beastmen. Uh. So the first to settle these so-called Deathlands were, of course, the Dwemer. Dwemer, cool. Oh,
0: Guys, of what's, of a fantasy, what's a fantasy What's a fantasy monster that doesn't exist that you just make up? Off the top of my head, I was like, what kind of monster? I was like, what well, about a crocodile? But instead of legs, he's got race car wheels on the side. And he goes real fast. Okay, that's <laughs> a
1: pretty cool.
2: It's not a monster. It's like a Digimon, basically. Like,
1: uh, okay, what is the mon in Digimon stand for I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Digimon lore can't come soon enough because this guy is yeah, embarrassing I, yeah. us. Yeah,
2: somebody's got to clearly fix my fucking perception of it, right? <laughs> Jamie.
0: But, yeah, the, the, go-gator mon. Uh, what, what would he be? I don't know. Uh,
1: I'm going to say a giraffe with like a spring uh, for a neck so that it, it could get around. It, it would escape predators by flipping onto its face and then like springing away from them at high velocities.
0: I like that. I like that a lot.
1: Can, can that be... Can we have a big boobia... Big booba spring giraffe on the... <laughs>
2: yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Someone's gonna look at that picture and be
2: like, Elder Scrolls lore, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> okay, so these
0: uh, all exist out in the Deathlands, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, various species
2: first... of hostile big titty monsters.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the first to settle these <laughs> big, big titty, uh, wheel crocodiles and spring <laughs> <laughs> Uh The first to settle these so-called Deathlands were the Dwemer. Uh, listen to our Morrowind episode if you want to learn a lot about the Dwemer. We talk about them. Uh, yeah, really go one of my favorite artworks too, and one uh, of my Morrowind. favorite episodes to put together was the one on the Dwemer. Yep. Yeah. Um, the it was specifically the Dwemer of the Rorkin clan. They left their home in Morrowind after their kin. For formed the first council and allied themselves with the Kimmer. Okay. So, uh, again we we talk all about that the, the war of the first council, uh the battle of the year 700 battle of Red Mountain, I believe it is, Yeah. Uh, when they disappear. Um, Cuz we talk
2: about um like the Naravar who is pivotal in that the tribunal like Vivek exactly. and Almalexia
1: shit like that, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a link in the description of this episode so check it out if you're if you're interested. Um as legend has it in the West, however, the leader of the Rorkin, Hefted his hammer, Volendrung, which is a, a hammer you can get in all of the games. Yep. Uh, tossed it across the continent over Skyrim and Cyrodiil. <laughs> you guys see where I'm going? Oh, what? yeah. Hammerfell. <laughs> and followed it to its destination <laughs> and where they found it crashed into the earth, built Volenfell, which translates to the city of the hammer. Uh, so and would eventually become Hammerfell. Uh, good job, Pete, because I was like hammer throw? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you met you mentioned it earlier. Like everything there's places where everything's dropping or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, you're yeah. the
2: one who said, you're the one who said spoon will fall. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I was just still stuck on the crocomobile. I was just trying to get it right. <laughs>
1: I, do, I, do, I am a fan of the name. Should we call it Crocomodile, though? Yeah, that, that yeah, could it'd work. It'd, too, it'd, yeah. be a
2: it'd be like a Crocomobile, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that's the legend. Volandrung throws it. They build Volandfell where his hammer uh, apparently landed. I like to think they walked across the continent. He got fed up, threw his hammer 15 feet ahead of him, and said, like, yeah, there. <laughs> uh, <that's> a... <laughs> like Jeopardy of Springfield basically he's just like yeah, the, is. <laughs> the, the shittiest that, uh,
2: like pilgrim uh,
1: so settlement was first completed in the first era circa 420 baby uh, <laughs> became the city of Volenfell uh, and sorry and the city of Volenfell became the capital of what were known as the western Dwemer so Dwemer who didn't live in Morrowind essentially yeah. um, when the battle of Red Mountain took place in the year 700 of the first era, the Dwemer vanished. Again, listen to our uh, Morrowind episode, uh, including the Western Dwemer. So uh, what what happened there in the Battle of Red Mountain, uh, even being across the continent, seems did not spare you the fate of the rest of the Dwemer, and they all, like, with a click of the fingers, disappeared. The entire race except one guy because he was outside of the universe. Exactly. That that episode is fucking crazy. I love it. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. a great one. Ah, uh, so Falmer, the ravages, of, ravages of nature, and the savage beasts held at bay by the Dwemer, slowly began to recapture the rotting settlements. Do you think over. they made like a satisfying, like cartoon, like,
2: like pop when they uh, Discord cuts it out? But I'll do it for uh, the audacity. Yeah. There you Thank go. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so, something like that. Like you've got a guy fighting a crocodile with wheels with like a dwarven mm. hammer, and then just like swings up, and then just yeah, just like out of
1: existence. Just like <laughs> I, I, I honestly hope that it wasn't that sudden like i i hope it was almost that sudden in that uh, a, d- a dwemer swings his raises warhammer to swing it and then pauses and has the understanding like the the very mortal understanding that something's about to happen and there's just like white noise like fading in and then the pop you okay. know what i mean and like they all have this moment of realization where they know something's wrong and then they disappear wow. <laughs> Uh, so it's over a century later, after the uh, the Dwemer just vanished uh, that the Ragada would arrive from distant Yokuda in 808 of the first era. Okay, uh, they're fleeing destruction, which had taken place in their homeland. The Ragada make quick work of conquering the Bretons, Imperials, and the Beast Folk who had tried to stake claim in the province up to that point. So over the last century, you know, people have kind of been moving in where the Dwemer once lived, uh, trying to claim that land, and the Ragada. Being the warriors that they are, you know, kind of trained from, from childhood to be fighters, they they do a, a really good job of, of just like kind of sweeping in and, and taking over the place.
0: Who are the raw? I just picture people dressed like late Lady Gaga because
1: it sounds like the beginning of that song. I didn't mention it before. Uh Redguard is a corruption of the Yokudan term Ragadah. Oh okay, it's nice. the red Guard. Yeah, Oh, yeah. it's
0: early Red Guard. Okay, gotcha, gotcha.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh okay. And it's basically the Ragada literally means warrior wave. And it's because these first yokudans to arrive on the continent were that warrior wave. So they proceeded okay. and we'll get into it a little bit later about because not all of the red guards, the ancient red guards were Ragada. Okay. Even though the term Ragada has now come to encompass all modern red guards. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, they were kind of fractured, which we'll get into towards the end of the episode. I
2: wonder okay. if that's kind of like a, the historical basis of that would be like the sea people. Like, uh, because, like, the Bronze Age in human history, there was, like, this, like, wild collapse where multiple civilizations all kind of went down at the same time in the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. And all, again, shared legends is like, of the Sea People, which was, like, some sort of, like, gigantic multiracial army of people who just, like, swept through Mesopotamia and Persia and shit like that. And, like, set technology back, like, a thousand years or something. Yeah, the Sea People is wild. I think it's also, like, Plato, the Sea People are, like, part of the basis of, like, the Atlantis myth, right? Because Plato is the guy who first wrote about... He, like, wrote about a fake guy who told him a fake story about Atlantis, mm-hmm. and then there what was that? the sea people, and then, yeah. I had to read a lot of Plato in school, and
0: a lot of what he writes is just a dialogue between him and someone who doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, guys, I was playing with Plato when I was, like, fucking four years old, yeah. okay? Not that <laughs> If you leave Plato out, it dries. <laughs> <You're perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that conversation actually didn't take place with a real human being. I've said that. So it's, it's fake news. It Plato dries. yeah. Plato's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Raggeda, or Red Guards, uh, built new cities upon the ruins they'd conquered, and the neighboring Bretons, Imperials, and Nords would long hold a grudge against their claims. Uh, skirmishes continued along the border for decades until a threat so dire could unify them at least temporarily. Aliens. Um, no. Uh, orcs. Uh, uh yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they like sweep in, they they conquer uh, the Bretons, Imperials, and Nords. Like I said, Imperials being of Cyrodiil, like the center of the continent, they don't have like a reasonable uh, <laughs> ethnic name. <laughs> they're just called, uh, it's just the Whites, I guess. Um, yeah, they're the Romans, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, we talked a bit about so yeah, the the Imperials because are the most Romans. of
2: the human races in 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 Elder Scrolls are white, right? Yeah. You, the yeah. Nords, the, the Nords are Nords. The Bretons are Frenchmen,
1: basically. Yeah. And then got the um, and then the, the Imperials Bre- who are like Rome. The Bretons, the Bretons are cooler than that. So we we can talk briefly about the other the other races without having done any specific research on them, but we know a bit about them collectively. We did sure. an Argonian episode. Yeah, it's their, they're they
0: French. They're 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 French white people, and Bretons is also a name for a cracker. <laughs> Uh, yeah.
2: yeah I mean
1: Bret- Breton is a, a place in France too it's, it's where yeah. Britain gets its, it's name from yeah yeah, um, oh. yeah so uh, I guess the Imperials are, are the Romans uh, slash eventually kind of like get this, these English vibes Nords are very Scandinavian or Northern yeah. European uh, the Bretons based on French but they also are they're mixed blood so they're like half elves they're descended from the Old Mary mixing with humans, early humans. I cool, think. yeah. They're my favorite. They're, when I, if I
2: ever play a human in an Elder Scrolls game, I always play a Breton because they're the magically inclined ones. I find them very oh,
1: interesting. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's the elf blood in them. Like they, you say, whenever you right. play a human, they're not really human. They're, they're half-Elf. They're Métis, to go with the French thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's just the quick spark notes on the, on the different races. Okay. They're all playable classes in the Elder Scrolls games for anybody who doesn't know. Um, and these these all kind of got these were all people trying to make pushes into Hammerfell whenever the Dwemer were, were vanished um, until the the uh, Red Guards showed up and, and drove them back. So there's some bad blood between them for sure. Um, there's still some talk in Skyrim you, you'll hear about because uh, they share a, a border with Hammerfell. That's this range of mountains, and there's just like oh, this is actually ours, which uh, also happens a lot with orcs where orcs will say like oh, Rothgar on the uh western edge of skyrim it belong, should belong to the orcs because it's actually Rothgar and, yeah. and all that stuff by the way uh, just a funny note uh, saucy posted in memes like
0: joe biden fixes skyrim uh video while we're recording the elder scrolls episode <laughs> joe, <laughs> biden,
1: joe biden brings democracy to Skyrim. i've that seen very... a
0: lot of these clips on like instagram reels and stuff and it's just joe biden like in different places like
1: well why would you
0: wanna steal the thing when he's got the bucket on his head or whatever? Like it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just Joe Biden impressions in, in Skyrim thing. Joe yeah.
2: Jovakin is a great name. Jovakin too. That.
1: That. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Well way to be way to be prescient, uh, uh awesome. yeah. Way to continue to be prescient. Um so yeah, so the the uh Red Guards had conquered these cities. Um they're setting up home. Uh they're battling on the scrim- on the borders. They're skirmishing on the borders with these different uh, factions until in the province of High Rock, home of the Bretons, there was a festering problem that kind of came to a head. So once upon a time, there was an old married leader known as Trinimac, uh, who I'm sure we talked about, but I could not find which episode we talked about it on. It
2: would have been, I think, uh, the definitely probably the still the dwarf one because... Uh, uh, oh, no, it's Kagranak. Never mind, excuse me. tools yeah. is to use is for the heart. Never mind. You've had communion I wanna, I crackers.
1: I want to say it was the, but... the Daedra episode, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've had
0: communion crackers, but why don't you step this up to Trinamac, the first Holy yeah. Trinity mac and cheese.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you get a little scoop uh, right from the pasta. The front. That'd be good.
1: <laughs> you don't use milk. You use holy water. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there's this Aldmeri leader the Mary were like ancient elves of which uh, uh, all elves descended and the Mary eventually become the high elves um, but all the elf races uh, including the the dark elves the orcs um, are also considered mer, um, the the mer. yeah mm-hmm. exactly they, so they all descend from this one race of elf the Mary are the high elves that descended from them uh, who were probably originally like closest in in Bloodline, I guess. Uh, I guess one of their so leaders, the like the racial purity bad guy elves, or the Mary Dominion, right? Yeah, exactly. And they they they're bad guys throughout the series, the Mary Dominion. Like they're always persistently like very eugenics, very you know racial superiority, all this stuff. Yeah,
2: you know? the the guy who led the Mythic Dawn, I think, is a high elf as well in Oblivion, whatever
1: his name is. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna remember, but yeah, yeah, uh, they are consistently bad guys. The the uh, Old Dominion. Yeah. Um, so one of the, this Old Mary leader, not necessarily of the Old Mary Dominion of this like racial purity group uh, known as Tritamac, uh, gets devoured by the Daedric Prince Boethia. Cool. Uh, nice. it corrupts him into a new Daedric Prince Malakath.
2: Right. Uh, yeah. I, you cuz
1: we have an episode about the Daedra that the, the Daedra you've definitely talked about that. And I I just control F and I couldn't find it in that episode. So I I don't know I don't know where we talked about it. We talked about it somewhere, but Okay, uh, yeah uh anyway just yeah so he's uh, corrupted into the new daedric prince malacath peter you may know jamie do you know what malacath's deal is i do yeah uh, i know how to spell he, it he's, he's <laughs> the leader of the orcs he's like the, oh. the daedric prince worshipped by the orcs because the followers of Trinimac were likewise corrupted and became known as orsimer doesn't or he
0: get the two-handed um mace that we just talked about in Hammerfell? I thought um, Skyrim...
2: Volendrung's not the mace. The mace is from
0: Molag Bal. Molag Bal. What, what's the weapon that you get from Malakath in Skyrim? Because that, that would be... I, I think it weapon. is Volendrung. It's the hammer. It is the hammer, it's right? A ham- it's a hammer that fell.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay, the hammer that fell. It comes from Malakath. Yeah. Malakath gets a hold of it eventually, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But um, I I want to say, like, you go to, like, an orc stronghold. Yeah. Where his thing is, right? And you talk to him, like, in a cave or something,
0: and you get a... I do remember going to the Stronghold, because I did that part on stream during our Extra Life thing, like, years ago when you were still living in Montreal, Ethan, but... Uh. Yeah, I pulled
2: him up. Uh, he has a shrine in Fallowstone Cave, as well as altars in various orc strongholds in Skyrim. It's Malakath yeah. the Daedric Prince. Um, yeah. yeah, and you get Volendrung from him. Uh, yeah, you get Volendrung from him. It's, uh, it's a spooky-looking hammer. It, like, drains stamina or some shit.
3: Yeah.
1: So, yeah. at some point, um, this guy Trinimac becomes Malakath. And his followers, people who who liked him, uh, get corrupted as well, become known as Orsmer, or orcs. Another playable class in Skyrim. Yep. Um, they got they s- are.
0: I love their their pass. Uh, sorry, I love their uh, their racial in Skyrim. It's fun. You get to go like berserking, take half damage, do double damage.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's fun. Uh, I I play a lot of orcs in in Skyrim because uh, and and Oblivion for that matter because I am a big fan of gimme big big hammer. I, I run and smash that's my <laughs> Yeah, place now, so. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they don't necessarily have a nation, right? They were kind of spread out. There was like followers of Turnac all over the place. There wasn't like a concentrated army necessarily anywhere. Um, so there's just like one day all these like orcs just kind of like and you know and in some places they're pariahs and they're kind of kicked out and they have to find settlements and most places they're kind of like that um, but they don't have necessarily like a home but one of their, their biggest concentrations is in northeastern High Rock in the city of Orsinium which gets founded there and this is like the orcs make a claim on High Rock. Cool. Uh, High Rock is interesting um, there's like a uh, there's a saying or there was a saying in High Rock once upon a time like free Daggerfall which was, uh, go find a new hill, become a new king. Because basically it was like so split up into like a million fiefdoms and there was no centralized government at all that like anybody could kind of just like, if you could just like be powerful enough and like stake your claim, you could just like make your kind of kingdom. And like, nobody was coming, coming to the help of their neighbors.
2: It's the, uh, libertarian paradise, right? It's just like the, the, the province of the sovereign
1: citizen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or was at the time eventually, um, after the events of Daggerfall, or maybe before the events of Daggerfall, there's something known as the, oh man, really testing my, my memory now. It's like the the Great Peace or the Great Union or something like that. Yeah, which, Daggerfall is about a lich. There's like a dead, there's a lich
2: that's, that's causing problems in that one.
1: Yeah, well, basically like all, it becomes like three, there's three main factions in High Rock in like modern day Tamriel. Okay. Uh, Daggerfall is one of them. I don't remember the other two either. But, like, essentially, like, they do get unified under, like, three banners, which is better than how it used to be, uh, which is one one event which uh, we're not going to get to. But, anyway, just a little bonus lore for you. Cool. Um, so, we have orcs in Orsinium, in High who have kind of spread it out. And, like I said, nobody in High Rock was coming to their neighbor's defenses, except it turns out when racism is the, is the driving factor. Mm-hmm. And there's <laughs> this new race of orcs who are trying to stake a claim. Um, the orcs, by all accounts, are pretty, like, nasty people. They worship a Daedric Prince. They, you know. Yeah. They are, they're definitely killers. They can do double damage while taking half damage. It's pretty mm-hmm, OP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and they, their capital city is now Orsinium, which is in, in High Rock. So the Kingdom of Daggerfall, one of the many kingdoms of High Rock, allied themselves with uh, the Order of Diagna, which is some of the most formidable warriors of the Ragada. So basically they're like, hey, we have this problem in in our country. Uh, there's some other factions from uh, High Rock as well, which, which get involved. I didn't write them down because Daggerfall is one that's Recognizable for most people. <laughs> um, and they basically reach out to Hammerfell and say, like, hey, this is our problem right now, but it's going to be your your problem eventually. Help us out. We'll stop contesting claims for your border. Like, you guys can have your border. You know, the northern city of Sentinel is yours. We'll stop invading, you know, uh, for the future if you guys help us out with this orc problem. Uh, so the Raggeda, the Red Guards, they send this Order of Diagna, uh, which is really cool, uh, like, faction of like elite warriors from uh, among the Red Guards, essentially. Okay. Uh, it, is, it is rumored, I think this is the third edition book that says this, it's rumored that the Cataclysm, which befell the continent of Yokuda, that the, the Ragada were fleeing when they first came to Tamriel, uh, may have been caused by Renegade Ansei, which is just like the, the elite of the elite of the Order of Diagna, okay. uh, called Hira Dirge, or Hira Dirge. Uh, so there's this like rebel faction this is, a, this is a legend, I guess. Uh, there's this rebel faction which um, apparently was, you know, rebelled, I guess you could say. Oh. They lost the war in in Yokuda um, on the other continent that the Red Guards come from. And they were considered masters of stone magic. So they're defeated in uh, First Era 792. You guys will recall First Era 808 is when Red Guards arrive in Tamriel. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Uh, so in 792... They lose the war. They exact revenge on the entire continent of Yokuda, or ninety percent of the continent of Yokuda, by sinking it. Essentially. Okay, yeah. so yeah. The, it yeah. is it is Atlantis and the
2: Sea People. It is like yeah. the two Platonic yeah. legends combined. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah.
0: uh, that Tolkien, uh, the the Numenor. Yeah, Numenor gets sunk. The yeah.
2: the human place that was granted
0: by the elves. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that.
1: Uh, I haven't
2: watched reaper Power, so I don't. Uh, I mean it's in the Silmarillion I think yeah, or like I haven't read the Silmarillion either oh,
0: dude he calls himself a lore boy he hasn't read the Silmarillion
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> think any of us have read the I'm Silmarillion asking for I have receipts not call it in your tabs man okay. yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> uh, so the Order of Diagna in Hammerfell at the time of the Orsinium Uprising was run by a fella by the name of Gaiden Shinji which is just so like why make it so Japanese-sounding when you're clearly talking about North Africans? I, yeah. I don't know why they went with this name, I, I gotta admit. Well, um, I
2: mean, Masamune is like a sword or like some Japanese guy, and the guy we talked about earlier, like Mansa Musa, the richest man in, in Africa, or the richest man in history was an African king. There are like some... Cross but over is that, there,
1: right? That might just be a coincidence though. Yeah, uh, definitely I, a coincidence. I don't think those like, names are related. Yeah. Gaiden Gaiden, Gaiden Misha, Shinji, like Ninja Gaiden. I know. <laughs> Shinji. That's pretty Japanese. And Misha Mansuri. What's the guy's name in Periphery? I don't know. It kind of sounds and Misha like it. Yeah, Misha <laughs> Mansuri, yeah. It kind of sounds and, like it too. Uh, the electric, Misha the electric light bulb mansour. Yeah. Um, I'm
2: just trying to give the guy who, who wrote wrote this fiction a little bit of credit there. I, so
1: I know why <laughs> they did it. And it's because he's the first blade master. So the blades that you, okay, yeah. you meet, the Akaviri blades, um, are, are are like a, the secret service in like Oblivion, and uh, you know featured prominently in that game. Uh, he's the first of the blade masters, which is why I think they gave him a Japanese name. And maybe he was Jap- like you know fantasy Japanese and was in North Africa at the time and came yeah. to lead this order because they respected. Strike more than anything. Yeah. Uh, from
0: being on Discord, he, I, I know a lot of people who are fantasy Japanese. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so he's the first Blademaster. He's also the founder of the Imperial Arena. Uh, oh, cool. Also features in uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Um, so yeah, he's the leader of this Order of Diagna who's going to help the the Bretons in the Siege of Orsinium. The Siege of Orsinium lasted 30 years. Sheesh. Before the alliance managed to crack the orc defenses and lay waste to the city, bringing the Orsimer dreams of a "quote unquote" homeland to a crashing end. Okay. Um, fun fact: because I looked it up, the longest siege in human history. Do you guys want to take a guess?
2: A uh, hundred years. It's pro- is probably crazier. Uh, I would say I, I'm gonna lowball, but like maybe close, maybe thirty-five years. Pete was much closer it's 26
1: so it okay. was actually lower than
2: that but well, it's with the orcs they can just rotate cooldowns
0: you know just send out the front line <laughs> drop their 50 yeah. percent then they go back yeah. and then you know it, it's like yeah. uh like your stalker shields in uh in starcraft you just keep yeah. the ones with the the most defense yeah. in the front yeah
2: can you imagine being laid siege to for 26 years like how much stuff they yeah. had stored Everybody that long?
0: Everybody has eaten like a rat at this point, like after 26 yeah. years. Like, oh, I mean,
3: yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean uh, like
1: year 24, you're eating your kids. But like <laughs> yeah. to make their hat <laughs> far, there would have had to be like breaks in the siege and like supplies got through, right? Like you don't yeah. last 26 years on uh on stale water. Uh it was the siege of Ceuta, if anyone wants to look it up. It was between Spain and Morocco, where Spain, modern day Spain. If you look at, like, northern Morocco, like northern, northern, northern They're like Morocco. 100 feet apart. It's the Strait of Gibraltar, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. right south of the Strait of Gibraltar, there's, like, a the city of Ceuta, which is a Spanish city just on Moroccan soil, essentially, uh, which is where this siege took place last. Wow.
2: Cool.
0: That's a fun fact. 26 years. Jesus. That's a long time, yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be, uh, like, involved with that at all. It just seems... <laughs> it, either side of it just seems, like, way too long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the fact of the siege of Orsinium was wider spread than just killing out the orc spirit. It also improved diplomacy for Hammerfell and its neighbors. Uh, So again, they said like, Hey, we'll stop disputing the border. We'll, uh, you know, acknowledge your border and your, your stake to claim if you help us with Orsinium, which, which worked and it worked well in, uh, in um, the Red Guard's favor, uh, even extending more broadly to, you know, the Imperials and the Nords were probably less willing to pick fights with Redguards if they also had the Bretons kind of backing them up, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so trade flourishes, uh, borders are opened, and the Ragada even aid their neighbors in other conflicts. Uh, they a- end up aiding the Imperials or the Cyrodiilic Kingdom of Anvil, which is a uh, city you can visit in Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they fought off the invading beastmen known as Sload... Oh, the frogmen. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so... Uh, slowed is a uh, portmanteau of slug and toad. Oh, I thought it'd be uh, slow and toad. Because I was going to say these are the arch enemies of the crocodile deal. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So I, I would love, I think we could, I think I could stretch a, a whole episode on the slowed, uh which I'd be much more interested in doing than yes. the third and fourth year uh, Hammerfell. If you guys, yeah, yes. if you listeners want to hear it, uh, if not, if I can't fit just the slode I'll add some other beastmen in there because there are other beastmen in the uh, in, in Tamriel lore, I guess. Yeah. There's two uh,
2: playable ones. And then we have an episode on the Argonian, but there's also the Khajiit, which are kitty cats.
1: And then yeah. uh, there's a bunch of other kind of bizarre beast people yeah. all over the place. Right. Yeah, the are super cool. They're based on like the idea of like sentient coral reefs, cool. uh, which like create the slod. Anyway, like would love to go into that. I'm not going to do it this episode. Uh, so, crunch at us again. Tweet about the show. Uh, you know, we need to get we need to get a hashtag. Six years in, we need to get a hashtag going for this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just uh, if you guys want to hear about that, just tweet at us. Uh, or, or hop the uh, I below. think a my buddy Logan was telling me this is
2: it might be a little old, but if you have Skyrim and if you are alive today you have skyrim i guarantee it there is a fan made expansion for uh skyrim that is like a full 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 like level and there's like the villain in that is basically like a like a mob boss slowed oh yeah cool yeah i think so i've been told about it i heard it was great never played it but look it up and and try and track it down if you if you got the thirst for skyrim I've, i've seen people talking about it in discord uh maybe this is maybe this will inspire you to ask Ethan to do this episode he already Mm -hmm. wants to do so that we can then take credit for it playing one mod that is just like a a whole ass new continent or something or like
1: it's it's not so it's not a mod it's that's under all the forgotten stories and that is a completely standalone game with completely standalone lore built Um, as a Skyrim mod so it just uses the Skyrim engine and it's essentially essentially a mod but it's it's I thought that it was going to be uh, like an expansion or a mod, like mm-hmm. set in Tamriel at the very least. But it's completely okay. not; it's completely sad, oh. uh, lore wise. Interesting. Um, anyway, so the Redguards are, are kind of thriving in this time. They live, laugh, loving. Uh, okay. they, <laughs> uh, they tame the harsh desert land using the experience from their na- native Yokuda, which I guess was also pretty desert like. Um, they simply transplant their way of life from the destroyed continent to their new continent, including you know culture, governance, all that kind of stuff. Um, but eventually, change does start to creep in. The Yoku language was gradually replaced by the common tongue of Tamriel, with trade routes now open between nations. It seems silly to keep talking my native tongue. Let's yeah, right? to talk English. Yeah. Um, yeah, the some Empire of the more Canada's got trade routes going through Quebec. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm yeah.
2: So we gotta stop immigration or using <laughs> yeah. English at the doctor now. Yeah. We, need, we need to get all those exotic New Brunswick spices. So, yeah.
1: yeah. So, don't your doctor's gonna, gonna get arrested if you write to a prescription in English, right? So, yeah, <laughs> um, oh my God,
3: dude.
1: Uh, so some of the more minor deities Ugh. of the uh Yokudan pantheon begin to take on more Tamrielic aspects, whatever that means. Um, many of the lower class Ragada embraced this change and wanted to assimilate uh, to the new land as much as possible. Uh, while the ruling class, known as the Natotambu, like I said before, there's the Ragada, and then there's kind of this Natotambu who we'll talk about in a second wanted as much as possible to maintain the status quo. Go figure. Wow. Everyone's yeah. Class want things to remain the same. Yeah. Right? Jeez.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, so cities along the borders of Hammerfeld, such as Sentinel in the north and Rihad in the south, adapted particularly fast to the new cultures, and it happened at a quick enough rate that cracks in the veneer of Yoku unity, y- yoku unity, began to show. <laughs> uh, more on that, though, after the break.
3: Ready to pop the question?
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today.
1: The Yoku people known as the Ragada were changing over time, influenced as they were by the cultures and traditions of a new continent. Amidst all this, two distinct factions emerged, the Crowns and the Forebears. Welcome back from the break, everybody. We were talking about the Ragada, the uh, ancient Red Guards from the first era uh, after arriving on Hammerfell, on Tamriel. Uh, and how they are schisming into uh, multiple factions essentially right now, now the emerging influence of different cultures is a defin- definite contributor to the divide but it certainly wasn't the only one i have a quote from you guys uh, for you guys excuse me from the pocket guide to the empire first edition some 3000 years ago the continent of yokuda suffered a cataclysm that sunk most of it into the sea driving its people towards tamriel The build of these refugees landed at the uninhabited, the bulk, excuse me, of these uh, refugees landed at the uninhabited Isle of Hearn, while the rest continued on to the mainland. This vanguard warrior wave of Yokudans, the Ragada, swept into the country, quickly slaughtering and enslaving the beastfolk and Nidic villages before them, bloodily paving the way for their people who waited at Hearn, including the Na Totambu, their kings and ruling body. So I referenced it earlier uh, in the podcast, and I, I know. Long-time listeners of the show are surely thinking right now, here goes Ethan again about the class divide. <laughs> uh, but, but, but if you don't like it, tell the writers of popular fiction to stop drawing on fucking real world experience. Yeah. <laughs> to create <your> fucking fantasy <laughs> um, yeah. I, I referenced it earlier on, but it's essentially like the ragada that the name red guards derives from that references all modern red guards is derived from this front wave of warriors who specifically fought and died for the ruling class who hung back and just kept control of things on this this like original island.
0: Well, everyone's got so. to play their role, right? Like the warriors got a war, and uh, rulers yeah. got a rule. So
2: yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah, what's well, a king to a god, right? <laughs> um, so we have this divide between groups of people uh, with the fringe groups who come to be known as the forebears, or, or the fringe groups. I mean, the people like uh, closer to the borders and you know more exposed to multiculturalism are saying like, hey, authoritarian rule is kind of shit, honestly. Oh, uh, those kind of fringe lunatics, I <laughs> Yeah, <think. laughs> Exactly. Uh, they come to be known as the four bears, uh, being much more adaptable to this new culture, while the ruling class, the crowns, are much more resistant to it. Yeah. Okay. So in the year 862 of the second era, nearly three millennia after the Yoku peoples first landed in Tamriel, the province is plunged into civil war when the ruler, Hiking King Fasad II, dies of natural causes. I I reference the timeline because I've I've mentioned it before. Fantasy writers, a uh, thousand years is too long. Yeah, <laughs> it's too, too long for it to, to bridge any two events. Like you, you can't, you know, like they're not the Yoku people anymore. They're not the Red Guards anymore. They're just they're completely different. But yeah, um, I had that same problem with
2: Skyrim. Skyrim is two hundred years after Oblivion, and nothing has changed. And it does yeah. not make. Any sense mm-hmm. at all whereas at least like morrowind and oblivion are like five six years apart so it makes sense that everyone is still like banging rocks together and fighting with swords yeah. and 200 years later nothing what was nothing, happening i like
1: don't even have fucking crossbows yet
2: yeah i mean you get them Ugh. you get them in the uh, fucking dawn guard expansion yeah right? <laughs> what what was happening in for
0: us 200 years ago what i'm trying to think of like what's left over from 200 years they, ago they'd invented
1: they'd invented training. Is that Canada right? did not exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Holy Canada didn't exist yeah. as a, as a sovereign state, the land did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of
2: course. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I mean like, I mean, and that's, that's maybe a disingenuous example where progress exploded at the industrial revolution, which happened at the end of the 19th century. Right. right. Um, but. Like, In the dark ages, what changes over 200 years? Th- th- yeah. 3000 years is like, is, is huge. That's right. Like that's, that that's the dark ages that's the dark ages to like early egypt you know what i mean like that's yeah. like before plato before you know wow. the the rise and fall of the roman empire yeah wow. um, yeah
2: 3000 years is too long for cuz definitely the people who the Ragadah who showed up were using the identical technology to the people who we are talking about now yeah, 3000 years later right exactly mm-hmm. which
1: is like it's whatever we're we're definitely splitting hairs i lo- i love to harp on it because it is like Somebody tweeted about it once and I was just like, damn, you're right. And it's the, uh, what is it? Not Bader Meinhoff frequency bias where you just like, once you recognize something, once you know yeah. about something, you spot it everywhere in the wild. Yeah.
0: The, the yellow bug, uh, thing. It's like when you get a yellow bug, you see the yellow bugs everywhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so just like, I, now I see it any, anytime I'm doing these, this lore, I'm like 3000 years, guys. What are you, what are you, the fuck are you talking about? Why'd you yeah. make it so yeah. long? Man, well, at, at least I can Crush the, more the book, in, you know?
2: Yeah. The the millennia and Tolkien like have like legendary timelines of like good, like angels and demons to yeah. like 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 people who live for six thousand years and they talk about how shit's changed so much, mm-hmm. despite the fact like, yeah, sure, like Hobbiton doesn't have electricity, but like it's not that in, in what we're talking about yeah. now. It's still just like, yeah, man, three three thousand years of relative peace and stability
1: and no one tried to change anything, right? Yeah, like, exactly exactly like those old wounds would have either um like erupted into war already or they would have just like died down and, and things. no one like, would have remembered them, and,
2: like, right yeah, exactly. yeah yeah it's like, like now if you knew an egyptian person who had like some sort of like beef with like, exactly exactly that up now and, said,
1: and said and things were still egypt <laughs> and they were yeah. just like, like what the fuck well, like you yeah. know now I'm, I'm mad about what pharaoh said aren't what we the fuck are you
0: we're all yeah. still mad that we didn't get to meet that queen, though. Who's the really hot Egyptian that started all the wars?
1: Uh, Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she, she was, started a bunch was of wars. Not, she was not three thousand years old. Cleopatra was born closer to the opening of the first Pizza Hut than she was born to the building of the pyramid.
2: Yeah, she's from the Ptolemaic dynasty well, as well. Uh, she's like from like uh, like I Pizza or Hut. It just means
0: Pizza Hut's really old, so I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's that's the classic Pizza Hut bias. Yeah, fair, fair, yeah, yeah. That that, once you once you build the first Pizza Hut, you start seeing them everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I love that joke so much, Jamie, because I almost tried to refute you and then was like, what, like, wh- why am I, why am I trying to prove him wrong on this one? <laughs> no, Jamie, uh, no, Jamie, Italy didn't get fucking tomatoes until the 17th century, okay? so it that old.
0: <laughs> I got I got pizza box right next to me. I ate five eighths of a pizza after going to the bar last night,
1: but I, not pizza hut. Oh, not a lot of pizza hut around here. But... You got pizza no. pizza? They're coming yeah. back. Pizza's making a resurgence in Canada. I've heard that. They got- yeah, they, Pizza Hut bought out all the double pizzas. A, a That's true. Thing. There is one across the street that I've yeah. never been to. <laughs> because we have, like, like, oh, they're making a resurgence? Oh, yeah, there's one across the street. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, my eyes just ricochet off
3: it, right? Like,
0: clearly. <laughs> it's funny, because we have Pizza Pizza, which is, like, all across Canada or whatever. And then we have Double Pizza, which was only Quebec, which is clearly yeah. just Pizza Pizza, but said
1: a different way. But I mean, maybe, to be yeah. fair, Pizza Pizza was the Little, little Caesars mascot slogan. He would say, Pizza Pizza. Yeah, oh, does. Yeah. 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 Well, that's um, not very clever, one.
2: Yeah, and you would recognize him because his rival, Mark Anthony, was banging Cleopatra. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <And> his... <laughs> if you if you group up with
0: Little Caesar, then you can enslave Benny later in the game if you want. Yeah, or yeah. yeah I think got, that like,
2: was all, all the, the bonus cut, like ripping a pizza apart on the steps. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he, says, he says courier, courier. Um, <laughs> so we've got 862 second era, High King the II. The, the high king of the red guards dies of natural causes. The forebears take this opportunity to take some power back. They make a play, a control of at least their own tribal districts. So at least like Sentinel and Rihad, they say like, we're, we're claiming these in, in the name of the forebears. We're no longer red guards, you know? Um, and I think the 3000 years does a good job explaining, like they're no longer like that warrior wave necessarily where like all the warriors were of this, of this group. Um, plenty of the crowns are, are pretty capable at fighting. So the civil war is, is pretty messy. Um, well, Prince Ator, the son of the does not make it easy for the forebears. He leads the crown forces against the rebels <clears throat> using his own superior resources positioning. Cause they're kind of like clumped up in the middle of the country while mm. the other groups are kind of like at the fringe. So it's like, we've got you surrounded, but not with many people. Right. right. Um, they've got the numbers, they've got the positioning. They, they kind of, start crush. they're crushing the rebellion, uh, yes. when a deal, when a deal is made. The forebears, with their backs against the wall did what they were known to do. They turned outside of Hammerfell. The continent at this point is broken into many, many, very small factions. Uh, most regions you may know from the game were merely small kingdoms who all share borders. Skyrim is the easy example to go to because like Peter said, you're, you have one. If you didn't, if you don't know you own a copy of Skyrim, you do own a copy of Skyrim.
2: Yeah, you do. I, I own.
1: I, no joke, no joke own the uh, regular edition of Skyrim and the special edition of Skyrim. And I never bought the special edition of Skyrim. It just showed up in my Steam one day. Uh-huh. I have no <laughs> idea from where. I have I no have... idea from where. But I have all the DLCs and I got it someday and I don't know where from. I didn't. I have, have it. a
0: long lost copy of Skyrim on an old Steam account. I have it on uh, PlayStation. I have it on PlayStation VR. Uh, mm-hmm. And. The one that I got for my old, old one is like, I was talking to when Skyrim just came out, was talking with someone at a bar because I'd watch streams and he's like, Oh, you should bring your laptop over. We'll play together. And he's like, uh, then I was like, Oh, well, I don't actually have the game because I, I can't afford it right now. And he he smacked $40 in my hand. He's like, you go home and you buy Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've told this story before, but I did. I went, true to my word. I went home and I bought Skyrim. It was on sale for $40 and, uh, yeah, shout I out to you, to Ziggy. So
1: before, but it's a very good story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so Skyrim for example I mean you know there's the there's Markarth there's uh, Whiterun there's you know all these different cities or whatever uh, it wouldn't have been Skyrim like a unified Skyrim it would have just been like these kind of like different little city factions really. well,
2: there's like uh, some guy there was like uh, I don't remember his name there was some like legendary figure who unified Skyrim right yeah exactly the, uh, the Nobunaga of the Vikings
1: basically exactly we're, we're pre-unification Skyrim unification we're pre-unification of pretty much any, any of the the, the right. Nations that you know. Um, the only exception uh, at the time uh, is the um, the Isles of Elsewhere. The Aldmeri Dominion is making moves with the High Elves and forming like a, a rather big nation of multiple nations. Uh, and the uh, Imperials of Cyrodiil. So for a long time, they've been ruled by Akaviri potentates. Potentate is a name for like just a, an absolute monarch, like a, okay. uh, an authoritarian ruler, essentially. And the Akaviri are, uh, like, they're from a different continent, the continent of Akavir. They came here for kind of unknown reasons. reasons They're really, like, cloaked in mystery kind of uh, pseudo humans Are they the samurai sort of styled ones? Because I know,
2: like, the katanas are all, like, Akaviri blades and then, like, the blades themselves are, like, a combination of, like, red guard warriors with Akaviri gear, right? Which you've got the katana and the kind of, like, I don't know how to describe it, but like the like lateral slats
1: of iron armor, right? It's kind of like yeah. a samurai would have. So really, really not much is known about them. So they built okay. like uh, they invaded. They invaded Tamriel at some point. They built uh, what is it? Sky Sky Haven Temple, mm-hmm. I think it's called, uh, which is in Skyrim. Uh, but like, and they they did. It is that styling. Which the fact that the guy's name is Gaijin Shinji, who led yeah. the Order of. D- dianga De- i'm not i'm not even gonna remember what it is right now diagna excuse me um the fact that he was named Gaiden Gaiden shinji i think supports your claim that that he was that because he was the first blade master right and the fact right. that the blades are so like wield akaviri katanas yeah i think is like a good little like uh, what do we call it lord voice cannon yeah. um yeah. that these these were <laughs> no like the, you forgot <laughs> sorry it's, uh, it's not a lot of not a lot of sleep these days guys okay um So we'll say, we'll say lore voice cannon, uh, you know, the Akavir were Japanese. If you go to the wiki page, like it's, yeah, we don't really know much about them. We don't have any pictures of them. There's like a picture of a ghost in, in the Akavir, like the blades armor, essentially. It looks like very blazy and it's very like samurai-esque. Um, but we don't know anything about like, yeah, they're fantasy samurai, but we don't know much about them beyond that. But they did invade Tamriel at some point. They they had done very well. They installed these potentates, um, who kind of ruled over Cyrodiil. so like central the, the Rome area area where the Imperials are. Um, throughout the uh, second era, they're they're ruled by these potentates uh, until the last of them, Sever, uh, uh, an actor named Severian Chorak, was assassinated, leaving the province in like quite the mess with just like. Uh, there's no there's no rule of law you know the the last potentate's dead uh they try to invade again but it's like uh, i was reading about it today there's there's like something that happens in morrowind at the same time and it like distracts them long enough that they get beat back um i think there's a a war in Cyrodiil. you get to play out as a battleground in ESO.
0: um yeah. yeah and you have to like storm like this one circular building in the center but it's like a huge huge map like it, you can take your horse and, and you it, have
2: to storm the imperial city because you've got the white gold tower in the middle right i think so
0: yeah but okay. then there's like all those things like you have to get all your resources in line first so you can build your tanks to get in and the oh. map is massive like it takes you 15 minutes to run from one side to the other on your mount right um, oh. yeah just like huge, huge they, scale battle
1: the imperial city wouldn't have been built yet i don't think uh like this is pre okay. pre that okay okay um okay but yeah i'll, I'll say like because the imperial city was like was built by Tiber Septim as the seat of imperial power right wasn't the white gold tower built by like the alien or something like it was already there i don't remember yeah i yeah. i believe the tower was i don't think the city was. yeah 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 so um many
0: towers and Across our episodes,
1: I'm like, wasn't that built
0: by a bunch of rats for some guy? And when it rang <laughs> due? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> wasn't,
1: wasn't it built by a dragon out of human bones or something? Yeah, I don't, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember, um, yeah all, all to say, like the the you know the continent is kind of in disarray at, at this point, and so Hammerfell, the the forebears are turning outside of the the province to try and gain aid in their fight against the crown. Um, so amongst the, these petty squabbles. One general in particular was making a name for himself, Tiber Septim, sometimes known as Talos. Right. Um, mm-hmm. For those who don't know, Talos is is like, he's a god, big air quotes uh, in Skyrim, where some people, particularly humans, worship him as a god. But a lot of the other races, in particular, the Aldmeri Dominion, say like, no, he absolutely is not. Only elves are gods. Yeah. Um And so he's considered like the 13th divine where normally like the traditional Pantheon is 12. Um, and he was a mortal human man known as Septim.
2: Yeah. Uh, so the forebears it it that he like ascended to Godhood for being so cool and such a good, like an awesome warrior. Right. Mm -hmm. He was like granted Godhood by Akatosh, who is like the God of time.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the claim. This isn't the Septim episode, but all to say he does feature in this story, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, the forebears reach out to the substart general who had conquered much of Cyrodiil at this point. Uh, he promised to help in their fight against the crowns uh, as long as the forebears would swear fealty to the Septim empire when all was said and done. So, Hey, uh, sell your soul and I'll, you know, I'll help you with your. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a deal I'll help devil- you kill
2: those guys. If I can get your
1: taxes afterwards. And yeah, like, oh, exactly. that sounds good. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, a deal with the devil made the combined forces of the forebears and the imperials. Crush the crown forces, taking control of mainland Hammerfell. Prince Ator and his remaining forces fled to the island fortress of Strosmakai to regroup. Um, oh, that's
2: where Redguard
1: takes place. That so that is where Redguard takes place. A lot. Pretty much the rest of what we're going to talk about is happens in the game cool. of uh, the Elder Scrolls okay, cool. Adventures: Redguard. How Have about you, you visit
0: it? the island of, uh, of <laughs> <Not laughs> Strosmakai?
1: Instead, nice. of, instead of Strosmakai.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah I was uh, gonna go stroke uh, yeah probably better stroke yeah. yeah it's
2: really more of a foreplay island fortress I think so yeah yeah like, yeah. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> <Stross Macauch. laughs> only only over the clothes stuff on Stross yeah, yeah. over yeah. your yeah.
0: jeans your Levia, Levi and Stross wear whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Levi and Strauss
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Broke my Levi and Stross Mackay. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah Septon's Corduroy Armies had like gotten the crowns out. <laughs> they had to wear jeans at sea. Uh, no, I have I have not played Redguard because uh, I never thought I could. It was not for sale anywhere and wasn't free along with Arena and Daggerfall. So until it hit Game Pass like a month and a half ago, it was impossible to get. Uh, but So I had watched a, a little bit of uh, gameplay of it and, I, and just Stros McKay is a cool name. I just like it. Just stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, to 849... recognize it as the first game. The voice actor for the main guy uh, ended up being the voice actor for like most Red Guards a in Morrowind and yeah, yeah, and and Oblivion because
1: oh, there was like racial actors basically. They'd hire one one person to do yeah. male, female for every race. Uh, there is a version on Steam. Apparently, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's 849 Canadian, probably like six bucks American. Yeah, it's on Game Pass um, too. And it looks good. It looks like they upscaled the texture. Cool. Uh, but reviews are mixed. Add that to my play later. Hmm. Um, so uh, Prince of Tor falls back to this this island of Macai, which you can see if you look at a map of Tamriel, it, it usually will show you where Macai is. It's just off the off the coast of Vigil, essentially. Um, he retreats with his forces there after being decimated by Tiberceptum and the forebears who were fighting with him. Uh, and there's this battle uh, called the Battle of Hunting Bay uh, that the forces got to display the defending forces, the Crown forces got to display their Ragadah roots, um, and it looks like they're gonna win. They're, it's a naval battle uh, in the bay, in a bay out off of the uh, coast of Stros Mackay, and they're doing really, really well. They're they're poised to beat the Imperial Navy and maybe just like put an end to this whole friggin' invasion thing. When a poisoned arrow lo- loosed by a Dunmer assassin, who's oh, no. was like one of the big like antagonist figures in the uh, in the game, Redguard, oh, okay, um, strikes Prince Tor. So he, essentially, like it's going good, uh, and then the prince gets shot. The leadership falls into disarray. A dragon shows up, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then dragon says, "Ra, go da." right you would say (laughs) something like that and then uh imperials go flying yeah exactly yeah um no yeah it i I was reading like the story of what happened in red and it's like it's so like disjointed in like that it's like yeah they were winning and then an arrow hits the prince and you're like okay yeah that would that would affect momentum in a battle for sure the prince is dead people are gonna be like what are we fighting for all this stuff Mm -hmm. and they're like but also a dragon then shows up and just like burns the entire Defender's, like, Navy. Just, like, burns all their ships. I'm like, well, why couldn't... They could have just sent him out to begin with. No? (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, unless you're a Dragonborn, you can't even fucking... I mean, you can't kill a dragon in Skyrim, of course, because their souls just, like, transfer to new bodies. But, like, without a Dragonborn, like, you can't even fucking stop it. Like... Yeah. Because Tiber Septim is a Dragonborn or something, too, right? Or... or no, Mirak is the first one. Never mind.
1: Yeah, so he... um... Tiber Septim... Can uh, control dragons okay. I, I, I didn't actually uh, look into it but but na, na <laughs> uh quite the name um, he's got five other names which I'm not going to attempt because they're all pretty much the same thing with an, an added R or an added apostrophe all right. uh, okay. <laughs> he's a red dragon loyal soldier of Tiber Ty- so he's a thrall of the empire he calls himself the proud jewel of the imperial crown cool uh, he's considered to be not as noble or intelligent as the rest of his race. Uh, <laughs> Duh. Kind of, uh, so he burns the remaining Redguard ships, the defending Redguard ships, crushes any hope uh, of last hopes of them retaining their sovereignty. Basically just like, okay. yeah, by the way, we also have a dragon. So he's just going to show up and destroy your navy. And then we're going to take over the your last bastion, essentially. Uh, the emperor installs, Emperor Septim installs uh, imperial garrisons across the province in each of Hammerfell's cities, then installs governors to rule it as an imperial vassal. Uh, so he's he's like, yeah, you know, job's done. Thank you, forebears. You're now part of the the empire, which the forebears kind of wanted. They were kind of like, we're accepting of other cultures. They probably wanted to be their own, like, like unique Hammerfell, like, who also, you know... Uh, wasn't under the thumb of the the crowns i guess yeah um but in the end like driven driven to the brink of defeat they were just like okay well yeah we'll just be imperials if if it means we don't have to be under the same rulers and or admit that we were wrong the whole time right um so uh now it's it's an imperial state it doesn't last long though it lasts like a year a year and a half maybe Oh, it doesn't uh, last three millennia until someone like, starts some fucking beef again. that's what I mean. It's like it's three millennia, or it's like the very next year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I think it's the very next year because it like I think all this takes place in the game. I think the Battle of Hunting Bay takes place towards the beginning of Redguard, okay. and then uh, this next bit takes place uh, at the end of, of Redguard. Um, a Redguard mercenary named Cyrus, who is the protagonist in uh, Elder Scrolls Adventures: Redguard. Slays Uh I, I'm gonna I'm gonna paste this for you guys, and you guys can tell me how you okay. oh, let, let <laughs> Pretty me cool it. Pretty good, probably. It. Yeah. Let me check.
2: But, oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I because I was expecting way more punctuation. This is all one block. Just one big word. I'd say nafalilagus. Yeah. Nafalilagus. nafeliga lilagus. Yeah. There's yeah. Oh, or it's like it's like N'faw, and then his rap name is Lil Agus, right? <laughs> Lil Agus, yeah. Nefah, Lil
1: Agus. Uh, that's a good way to remember. Follow Lil, Lil Agus. Yeah, like little anus <laughs> um, that you can make diamonds out of. Yeah. yeah yes! exactly. <laughs> Just do your keegans. <laughs> Just do your keegans. Everybody practice your keegans and uh, <laughs> striking that pelvic floor. Uh, so, so Cyrus, this mercenary slays uh, Nefah Lil An- Lil Anus. Uh, goes on to kill the governor imposed uh, on Strauss Mackay, a man who is known as Emil Richtin. Rectum. Rectum. <laughs> yep, good. <laughs> Rectum, damn near killed him. Uh, <laughs> uh, Diverseptum is forced to sue for peace, stretched thin as he was by other confl- conflicts on the continent. He doesn't have time to, to devote his army solely to Hammerfell. Especially right. like the furthest reach of Hammerfell, essentially, like you got to walk all the way across the Alkyer Desert and then like sail to this island out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so uh, he sues for peace. Um, the Empire allows Hammerfell Hammerfell to reinstate the government and keep many of their traditions, and agrees to pull his forces out of the province, so no more garrisons, armies. Though Hammerfell does remain a part of the Cyrodelic Empire, right? So they are they are you know, part of the Empire, I guess, and part of the Imperial. Uh, Cyrus would go down as a legend among the Red Guards, and Hammerfell joining the Empire would happen right as the continent is launched into the Third Age. So to to end us off, I have a quote to kind of wrap up everything that we talked about here. Cool. Uh, This is again from the uh, pocket, Pocket Guide to the Empire, Third Age. The division in Hammerfell society was not mended by joining the Empire, even to this day. In general, northern Hammerfell consider- continued to be traditionally yokuden in style, dress, and personality, and then the southern lands, where the forebears landed, tended to be more cosmopolitan. But in truth, Hammerfell was and is a patchwork with conflicting traditions nestled side by side. Hmm. Cool. And that's all all the lore for El- Elder Scrolls 6. Elder Scrolls 6 lore. Search <laughs> uh, engine optimization, Elder Scrolls 6. Uh, that is the Elder Scrolls 6 episode... Of the Lord Boys, Lord Boys, Elder Scrolls Six on Twitter. Yeah, Lore, 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 Twitter Six Twitter. I do Lore hope Lore
2: it is true, actually, because after Morrowind was a very cool fantasy land, and then Oblivion and Skyrim were European fantasy. If they're not going to do a Beastman area or like one of the wacky yeah. elven ones, the only non-European like human race country I think would be a great place um, to set a game. If only so the artists can like flex their muscles a little bit, because like. I don't know, man. I mean, it's, I love—I I still love the games. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's a fantasy setting, and the fact that we got two human provinces in a row, human European ones in a row, is just like, yeah, really. So Dwemer, where they went missing is the Red Mountains. They the was battle, uh, during the Battle of Red Mountain, but they—they they didn't go missing. They—they they left existence. Right? They—they they don't exist at all anymore. Like hey, you know,
1: if you want to learn more about it, you should listen
2: to this uh, po- yeah. great little podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, remember,
0: I remember it being very mysterious, though, and I'm wondering if we're going to learn any more within Hammerfell, if, if that were to happen. I like,
1: doubt it. No? Okay, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm. We'll, we'll almost certainly learn more, but it won't be definitive. Like we won't yeah. get like uh here's the whole story of what happened, you know what I mean? Like if anything, they'll sprinkle little bits and pieces. But Morrowind was yeah. definitely like where we got the most that I think will ever like the okay. biggest. Yeah, challenge. because well, like characters who were there when it happened are pivotal to
2: the story of Morrowind, e- right? Like they exactly. got her. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um you,
1: you the heart of Lorcan, which did which did it, is like the last boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. Yeah. Um okay. Yeah, so um that's Elder Scrolls lore. Uh, I'm I'm with you, Pete. I, I think Hammerfall would be cool. I we've talked about it before. I I prefer Black Marsh. You know, I I prefer to go to Beastman. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to fucking one of the sentient coral reefs under the sea and do a fucking yeah. slowed Elder Scrolls. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Uh, Mostly, <laughs> i gonna happen. So, <laughs> well, I don't really mind what the setting is. I
0: just hope, like, I having it, it won't, it's hard to have the same impact as as Skyrim, but like I just hope it's a a good game, you know I hope it's really fun, I hope that that it's well executed, Uh, expected it to be a little busted, there's gonna be some fun bugs, but what's a Bethesda game without some fun bugs, right?
1: Uh, I'm totally fine with bugs, I I hope it doesn't feel too much like Skyrim, because I am personally like burnt out on Skyrim for sure, and I, I, I imagine a lot of people are and I think that's a big reason why there's been so many delays at the same time re-releasing it on every fucking platform is not helping you in that regard. Yeah. You know, no. Bethesda? But right, there's but also, like, if I talk to,
0: I don't feel this, but I talk to you two, um, open world, um, what, what were you guys saying? Like, fatigue, I guess? Like, yeah. people. a lot of folks don't want open worlds anymore
2: and what's a, what's an Elder Scrolls game I it's mean, not open depends. world?
1: Depends. No, like,
2: so, I, I, I don't, don't want coming out for fucking years. years. But, like, there's, yeah. there's Ubisoft open world and a lot of yeah, stuff like, like that. that and then there's, like, A good video game that happens to be big. Yeah, I
1: I love The Witcher Three. I didn't like Horizon. You know, like I I think there there is a type of open world which I like, which like they make a new like Elder Scrolls Six when it comes out in ten years. I I definitely play it, and I I will like the open world aspects because I like the exploration, which I felt was lacking in Horizon, for example, where it feels more like a. You're going to uh, like additional places and like you're learning little bits of lore, but a lot of it is just like way more menial. Whereas there's like a charm a charm to Skyrim where like you you're walking you're walking through Falkreath yeah. and a dog walks up to you and starts talking you're like what the fuck's yeah. your deal also the yeah.
0: yeah and and i think to your point exploration like in Fallout and Skyrim you can pick a direction and you'll have yeah. cool things that happen you know, never know what might happen but horizon it is the exclamation marks on the on the screen you're like okay quest that way i know exactly where i need to go there's yeah. no surprises exactly although the first
1: time i played Skyrim yeah. i Straight up thought that the uh, rebellion, like the the Imperial versus the uh, Stormcloaks, was like the main story, and like played through that storyline first, and then was like, oh, "I gotta go to this place called like Hr- High Hrothgar." Yeah. Like, what is that? You know? Oh yeah. And then <laughs> find out that like I did not do the main story. I just like got to level twenty without unlocking my second shout. You know?
2: Yeah. 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 I love Horizon, by the way. It's just different. It, it for sure. Is it different is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's I bought I mean. the I bought the second yeah. one today. And yeah. uh, but I do and I do think that Horizon, at least if we're gonna go on this like end of episode tangent about open worlds, there are yeah. good and bad aspects of an open world game, right? Yeah. There is the the all check marks, all icons checklist bullshit that Horizon does suffer a bit from. But it's yeah. But there's just enough actual good shit in there for yeah. it to just be like, I di- I did not collect all the coffee mugs and metal flowers because that's some Ubisoft trash. But fighting mechanical monsters with a bow and arrow is rad and the story's cool too right if like, you want to do I, I that wanna...
0: stuff it's like so easy yeah. to do though like it's it's fast i i 100 percented horizon in like what like five six days like
2: it yeah they don't, we didn't know about it you had platinumed it the following friday i, yeah. I think <laughs> it's
1: the same reason why you like mmos it's like the the the, the, the small check boxes yeah. exactly yeah. it's like i think i would have really liked horizon if it was an open world and was a linear story Okay. Like I just said, like, go to this vault, like, explore that vault. Like I think yeah. I would have loved exploring them and, like, finding the secrets in like a much more linear, much more combined space. But, okay. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, don't do... think Elder Scrolls game fall into the same. I
0: experienced thing. Horizon differently, too. Like, I experienced it on launch um like when i didn't know the story and you played it much later you already knew the yeah. story so there wasn't that cool like the floor drops out and you're like whoa this is the world i'm in and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: i mean yeah. also for horizon when i played it like to be fair i'm like way more on ethan's side about the open world stuff because yeah. it took me a year and a half to finish horizon zero dawn right because okay. it's just like every once in a while would you be like do something cool and it's just like now waste your time it, it's yeah. just like yeah, it's like uh, it, it's like the game was constructed to be 30 hours long. And not necessarily have thirty hours of content,
1: right? So, sort of thing. But anyway, uh, I disagree. I, I, I felt I think it was I, a good yeah. game, it wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think it was good, it was well it was well built. The combat felt, felt cool. Um, but it just it And wasn't. that pivot,
0: dude, they've made kill zone before that. How you go from like <laughs> kill zone to making like such a cool overworld game. But anyways. Hey, kill killzone uh,
2: rules too, Anyway. Yeah, it
0: does rule it, but it's just so different. Like, imagine like having to program a shooter versus having to program like uh well, anyways, I don't know how that all works, but there is a cool uh what's that? No clip or whatever documentary on it.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Daniel Dwyer, baby, he's one of my heroes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you guys like the like the show, like our rants, also like Elder Scrolls, uh, please tweet about us. Uh, let people know. Uh, spread the good word of, of Lore Boys, uh, if you guys can. Um, and uh, we'd super appreciate it. It's the best way to grow the show is for you guys to tell some one person. You know, if everybody tells one person they know, then we, we double in a week. Um, essentially. Um, So, yeah, uh, talk about us when you can, when it makes sense. And uh, we'd super appreciate it if you want to leave us a review on iTunes. I know iTunes really, really caters to the reviews. So uh, you can leave us a five-star there. It would really help the show as well. It's kind of Uh, cool, too. I think, like, I noticed this especially after we got that uh, Elden Ring bump
0: like, it kind of continues for a little bit because if people like us, we have almost like 300 episodes or whatever now. So, it, like, yeah. that one friend you tell is, like, 300 downloads for us, which is really cool. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so,
1: you know, just 300 gets... downloads times our number of our listeners times two. Like, we're getting into the hundreds of millions <laughs> of downloads. We're talking about, or something like that. I, I, we I mean, we, we
2: might hit a milli before the end of the year. Um, uh, maybe maybe early be. 2023.
1: Yeah, I think next year, early next year, we're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, do that stuff if, if you like the show. Uh, Peter, is there anything happening on, on the Instagram front these days? Yeah, at Podcast on Instagram if you want to read five pages of my
2: comic that I've been working on for a while uh, they're all there. Um, You can also go to squaredidea.com if you want to read it that way but uh, some of the feedback that they've allegedly received about their website is that it's not so user friendly. So, uh, yeah at Podcast, there's five pages of my comic available right fucking now um hmm. Because we're recording on day three and I've got two more days of one of one page a day and that's gonna be (laughs) Tuesday. So there you go.
1: Look at it. Uh, and Jamie, who's, uh, clearly fed up with the show and is standing up and walking around. His apartment. Uh, my, pa- <laughs> my mic set up today was just like a little too short. So
0: I kept having to like condense my back to be in the right uh, spot. So I'm standing yeah. up just to stretch
2: out my back. Jamie, uh,
1: Jamie's, stretching out. Jamie's doing some yoga. I hope everyone, <laughs> I hope everyone listening to this is gonna, is gonna stretch and walk around a bit. I, I, on your
2: forklift, just stand up, get off and stretch. Yeah. Right now.
0: I got yeah. up in the middle to do a couple twists there, but anyways, um, Yeah, just get in the Discord. That's where most of us are hanging out. Uh, There's new people all the time. Uh, You get to see stuff that uh, other parts of the community might not see. You get to be on the inside track. You could be a lurker. You could play along. uh, Whatever you like. Um, But the Discord link is below. So just check that out. There's a bunch of cool people in there.
1: Yeah, hop into the Discord um, and come chat with us. It's great. If you guys want to hear hear more Elder Scrolls, uh, there's a lore request channel. Again, we do have a Patreon, patreon Patreon.com/slash the lore boys, which gets you access to exclusive channels on the on said discord. Uh, we'll get you access to the loser titles to, uh, you know, some shout outs at the top of the episode, like we've been doing recently. Um, all that, all that cool stuff. So if you want to be called a instead of Keegan, uh, <laughs> you guys know where to come. Uh, <laughs> bitch on com slash yeah. the Last lore boys, baby. All
0: right, and we, it's all, all said with love, by the way, I know it's happened yeah, in the yeah. past where we, we make a joke and uh, it doesn't land as well as we would like it to, but uh, love all the support. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, if if you don't if you don't like it, just call Jamie uh, Clitoris. Oh man, now. you'll never find me. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, you guys don't touch Patreon. We do have uh, an age-old service called Lore Boys Prime, uh, which is actually about three thousand years old at this point. We've never iterated on it. It's <laughs> uh, still the exact same as it was when we first uh-huh. got introduced. Uh-huh. Um, and this week we are building a corduroy army, of course, uh, nice. which uh, we're, we are recruiting for. <laughs> We are planning on invading North Africa. Uh, not expecting it to go well, but we are in need of people uh, with very strong pelvic floors. <laughs> so, uh, if you think that you you might just be uh, ready to enlist in in the Lord Boys Corduroy Army, uh, just get just tweet at us uh, the number of kegels you can do in a row without without taking a rest, and uh, we have it, an undisclosed benchmark that if you hit it,
3: you're you're in, baby. We'll give you a gun. <laughs>
1: We'll give you a gun and uh uniform and uh send you off on your on your merry little way you can do that yeah, m- lore boys are taking back carthage baby it's gonna be yeah. ours
0: <laughs> you know just like listening to uh lore boys on a forklift your manager cannot stop you from doing kegels at work you could just exactly. do them whenever <laughs> true, you
1: yeah. want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah i it uh, <laughs> i think that would cost you a lore, lore Bo- boys, lore boys. I-
0: Yeah, my friend uh, who has a kid that's like one, maybe getting close to two. He's like, oh, fuck, dude, I can't finish this dungeon in WoW. Uh, I'll be back on tonight. Uh, We can try it again later. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll be on for 12 hours. Like, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like, I
0: was just just trying to. If
1: you don't take the time, you don't get the time. Exactly. exactly. Then you type that down. Hold up.